Hi, if I could take a moment of your time before we start. If you've enjoyed previous episodes or if you enjoy this episode, if you could subscribe on the platform that you listen to, that would be really helpful. It helps us get more guests and push the podcast forward. Thanks. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi everyone, welcome to the Car Chat Podcast and with me today I have Mark Lyon of GTO Engineering. Hello. Hello everybody, good afternoon. <laughs> welcome, welcome back to the podcast. This is the, this is the second time we've had you on. In fact, you are I think the only guest that has been on twice within a year. <laughs> well, some, someone's done something wrong there. <laughs> something's gone wrong in the system. I've run out of content yeah. or something. Yeah. No, um, the reason we wanted to get you back on is I came to drive your 250. Actually, can you just explain for the people that haven't listened to the previous interview, just a tiny bit about what you guys do? So historically, we've restored and repaired and race prepared and serviced Ferraris, mostly Ferraris anyway. And... Um, just over 10 years ago, we started building revival cars, mm. which is basically a tool room copy of the short wheelbase, 250 short wheelbase, Berlinetta. And we've since done the Cow Spider and also the Testarossa. So we've been building these cars. We built around about 50 cars, and we've been doing that for a long time. We decided 18 months ago, so we wanted to build a completely new car of our own. So that's kind of, I think, where we come to today. We've codenamed it Moderna, and uh, we're all very excited about it. What led you? So you're a massive fan of the sort of 50s, 60s, 70s Ferraris, and probably up till today, big V12 engines, a, a proper sort of authentic driving experience, I would say. Would you, would you agree with that <clears throat> statement? Yeah, certainly, yeah. So what, what made you, because I came down and drove your 250 short wheelbase Revival, which is essentially like a, essentially is a 250 short wheelbase, but built today exactly the same or tweaked a little bit. And um, that was quite, quite an unbelievable experience for me. What, what led you to go, okay, I want to make a new car? I think there was a number of things. One was that we felt that all the modern supercars and hypercars and everything that everyone was making was all very similar to each other. 
getting more and more digital, getting heavier, yeah, more powerful. But then there were, the, the weight and the, and, and the performance or the horsepower seemed to be fighting each other as to what was going to win. Mm. And and not only that, but all the cars feel the same. You know, when you when you get in a, it doesn't matter if it's a McLaren or a Ferrari or a you know whatever it is, they're all if you you know if you, if you close your eyes, it's kind of the it's very similar experience. And I think one one of the big things was weight. We feel that cars have just got way too heavy. And I suppose the other thing that was was very important for me was or for us was that. We like making things. You know, it's one of the things we we're not we, we are mechanics. We are car repairers, but we're also people who like to make engines, make cars, make body panels, make everything to do with the car, um, as well as repairing them. And it's been a really interesting journey for the business over the last twelve years or so to actually do more manufacturing. It's also led by our parts business because that obviously makes a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I think that's the main reasons. So I remember when I came to have a look round, we we did a yeah a little tour tour of your place and saw yeah like the the parts department which is forever designing and remaking all of these classic parts. When you start to build to go set out and say I want to build a new car, under what sort of regulations sort of format is it going to be built? Is it classed as straight as a new car or is it is there a base underneath that's then adapted? How does, no, how does that work? N- no, it's, it's classed as a new car. So it's a new build. It's GTO branded. It's nothing to do with Ferrari. Mm. It doesn't share a single part from Ferrari cars. Um, I'm not saying that there aren't any nods to what Ferrari have done and the clever things they've done over the many years, but it's, um, it's really a completely new car. Yeah. Does that make it tricky in terms of having to pass safety regulations and these sorts of things or is there a because you're only going to make a certain number do you get to sort of miss out on some of those yeah there obviously are regulations but because we're making a small number um we we can use iva or sva regulations which enable us to register the car Hmm. do you still have to have airbags and all this sort of thing i don't i don't believe so okay let's get let's go through what it's what it's going to be now the people that are watching the video i'll put up some pictures and stuff as we're going through you can see some of the concept sketches and stuff like that and the people that are listening you can go to gto engineering's website i think or google the moderner and um and you'll find some some imagery but so 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 far what have you picked how far are you through the process of designing and build and stuff like that so the outline design is is pretty much locked down we have obviously 3d model of it and we just we were actually talking just before this podcast about making a physical model mm. which we'll probably do in um something like a quarter scale and then followed up by a full scale so that's fairly well advanced we're just looking at details things like you know the glass and the shuts and the how we're going to sort the windscreen wipers out and all that all those you know the things the, the devil's in the in the detail yeah. and and so and there's things like wheel design we're just working on and tire specifications so there's quite a lot of activity going on within that um parcel we we've done quite a lot of work on the engine which is probably the most exciting part for me um which will be a you know it'll be a V12 with quad cam 
very modern, very light. It will sit very low in the car and quite a long way back. Um, and then we're just trying to set out the transaxle design. And, and we've got a dummy chassis, or not a dummy, but a slave chassis we're using here mm. to sort of package it all up. Have you built an engine yet? No. When, when do you think that will... When will the first engine appear? I think we'll start building the engines beginning sort of the end of this year. Right, okay. And when you say the engine will be sort of more of a... will have a whole bunch of modern stuff in it, what sort of characteristics will the engine have from a driving point of view versus an older V12? So I think what we felt is, is that you don't need to have an enormous amount of power in a light car. Mm. It's, 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 I, think, I personally think it's a mistake that people are just making cars heavier and more powerful to sort of combat that and putting a lot of technical, technological sort of wizardry into it to make it, um, you know, easier to drive maybe, but less fun. Yeah. So, so the engine's going to be high revving, and I think it'll be something like 450 horsepower, probably 400 pound-feet. What's, that, what's high revving? What's, it'll, be, it'll be around 10,000. I mean, we're still, we're, still, we're still in development and design, so I can't, you know, yeah. no, nothing's locked down yet. But, um, and it'll have, it'll have a small sump with, with dry sump and multiple scavenge pumps and tiny clutch and all, all those things. And be, the, the thing that we're working on really hard at the moment is the packaging of it because okay. an engine has to look good. It has to take up as little room as it can, but it obviously has to work. Mm. And will you be able to see it under the bonnet? Or will it be Ab- sort of- absolutely. <laughs> There's no, there's no plastic covers on this car. Nice, nice. In terms of that, that weight target, you've set as a, a sub a ton. Is that correct? Yep. Is that going to be... Is that quite difficult to obtain or should be do all the things and it should work out about that? So the short wheelbase, the revival cars are about 1,100. Okay. So not that much heavier... I think it, I think it's down to keeping the car simple. And if you start trying to bolt on all the sort of things that all the modern cars have, it becomes impossible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I totally get that. Leave out your massage seats and yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, of thing. quite so. I mean, it's got to have air conditioning because, as you as you probably remember from the short wheelbase, it needs something better than that, Scott. But it can. There's a lot of lightweight materials you can use. Um, and we'll keep it simple. We won't have loads of, you know, gimmickry on it. Mm. When you do stuff like the interior, for example, you're making a whole new interior or designing a new interior for this car. Is that quite a difficult process? Because what's like, what are the interior bits going to be made out of? And I've I've no idea how you even approach doing that from scratch. Yeah, I think it's. We'll obviously use quite a bit of carbon. I don't, to be be honest with you, I don't really like exposed carbon. Right. But I think you need it as a as a lightweight material. And if people want it exposed, then you've obviously got to do what the customer wants. Yeah. But I think you know it's much better if it's covered in a, in a, in a leather. And I think you can you can make it very light and very comfortable. Yeah, I think that's quite. I, I drove a Porsche that had had a whole bunch of carbon, but then leather parts and. I think it's nice to have a little bit of carbon here and there, but when you get in something that's just drenched in it, it's a different experience. I guess it's a less sort of 
luxury-ish type, that sort of thing. And I think it's been overused. It's, you know, carbon's everywhere. Yeah, it is. It is, it is everywhere. Are you going to have some screens and stuff like that everywhere? No. You know, digital displays? No. <laughs> so there'll be some good analog dials with a key. Yeah. Maybe of a push course. button. Yeah. Um, sound system? No. Just a just a. I mean, there's got, there's obviously going to be a package of options. Okay, yeah. And obviously, as you add the options on, the weight has to go up. You can't you can't put yeah. things in the car and keep the weight the same. So you know, we're starting off with a basic car, and we say a ton. If people want all those things in the car, which I don't think this is what is what this car is about, then they can have them. Yeah. And are you envisioning this as a car that someone will do? You know cruise to the south of France, go on a massive European road trip or more of like a quick blast on a Sunday or all of the above. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I think it can be all of the above. We found with the revival cars that all the different clients use them for different things. Mm. Some of them want to do track days. Some of them want to do south of France. So we make it a little bit more luxurious and a bit quieter and perhaps some nice luggage in there and that kind of thing. Other people just want to have a, a blast in it on a sunny day. And, yes, you can do all of those things. Of course you can. And will you have will you have decent amount of boot space? I say, I say decent. I don't really know what decent is but like enough for two, two carry-ons or something. Yeah, definitely. You need to do that. And will you have behind, is there going to be anything behind the seats or is it like straight two-seater? There'll be space behind the seats, yeah. We'll probably put fitted luggage in there. Okay. Yeah, that's or, quite... Or, or, or small bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's quite a useful, useful space, that. Have you got, because you're sort of quite, I guess, in the design stage, working everything out, all that sort of thing. Do you know when... Well, one, have you got a custom... Do you know... Are you building one yet? Have you got one lined up that's going to be... Go to a customer yet? Or we're in that process now? We've got we've got two or three customers fighting over the first car. So we're just trying to work that out without upsetting anybody. But <laughs> yeah, um, which is a nice position to be in. But we, we, are, we are physically putting stuff together, yeah. Hmm. What's your feedback been from potential customers about the project? Has it been? It's been incredible, to be frank with you. I'm, I'm sort of, I'm amazed by it. And the very interesting thing that's happened is, is that nearly, I would say, eighty percent of the people who've asked about the car and expressed a serious interest are people we've never heard of before. Okay. 
So uh, I think one of the things we wanted to do with this car was to go to a different demographic, new customers that we hadn't got previously, and that's been very successful, which I'm, I'm very pleased about. No, that's great. I think nowadays as well, the idea, just being able to get anything with a V12 that's relatively new and three pedals is pretty much impossible. <laughs> like, not many yeah. people are making something like that. No, I and mean, actually it's, it's been one of their design and problems that not much exists at the moment. So you're in kind of almost uncharted territory. Although it's, it's old technology, um, today no one's really making a car like that. Does that mean getting things like working out the gearbox and stuff, you've got to, it's a bit trickier because there's not just, oh, I can take this gearbox from this car or that sort of thing? Well, we, we're making our own gearbox anyway, so we're not, we're not, we haven't, we did look at what gearboxes were available on the market because you, obviously you have to. Yeah. But I think the main problem is the packaging on a transaxle today is not quite what we want because most of them are for rear-engine cars or mid-engine cars, yeah. which this is obviously a front-engine car, and it's done the kind of the other way around. So we wanted to make sure that we just like we had to keep it bespoke. There are one or two transactions we could have used, but they're so big and heavy that we just we just went away from it. Um, and yes, things like clutches are harder, making sure that you've got the alternator and the aircon pumps in the right place, and they're... They're packaged well, but they actually work. Mm. In, in terms of how it's going to drive, like in, obviously this is like a vision at this point. And what if you, well, not, not, not if you're designing a car, because you are designing a car and you're making a car. What do you love about driving a car that's going to, hopefully this experience will reflect? I think... What we all know about the cars we've driven for many, many years, the short wheelbases and the GTOs and the, you know, all the great cars we've had the privilege of, of working on and driving is there's, there's fantastic things about them, but there's also drawbacks. You know, there's, there's the fact that they get too hot, they leak in the, in the rain, they've got wind noise, they're not as comfortable as a modern car. Um, all those things that, that, although it's a certain charm, we're trying to get rid of the bad things and just keep all the great things. Does that mean, presumably, making a car that doesn't leak, doors shut properly, aircon works, all of those things is is quite a lot of hours of small details and you know working stuff out. Is is that quite a difficult, difficult long process? It's 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 as you say, it's very time consuming, and, and the detail is the important thing because you can come up with a concept or an idea. But if you can't execute it, it's really not. It's really useless. It's got to work. Yeah. When I, uh, so, I think what's really good about that is we've got a pretty big team on it, and they're all you know they're all good people that we worked with for many years. Most of them. So, it's a kind of it's a fun project, but it's also you know a demanding project. Yeah. What sort of number of hours is going to go into a car? How, how I'll tell you. I'll tell you when we've done it. <laughs> is the price set yet? The price is, is not set, but we've got a sort of price indication. Can you tell me what that is? We're looking at £1.38 million. Pounds. Okay. Pricey, but sort yeah. of is what it is, I guess. 
um, and you've got customers interested, so 100% ideal. And when do you think the first car, we will see that first car? We're still kind of working out a program because there's still quite a few obstacles that we haven't, you know, overcome yet. But I'd like to think we'll be building a prototype car by the end of next year. Okay. Do you, do you run into any weird, I guess, with the volume, you probably don't. There's like regulations coming in about having to have, you know, high top speed limiters and stuff like that on road cars. I, I don't think so. Yeah. You. I mean, I think, I think you know, you, there's ways of you know, getting around these things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so ultimately, I want to know when it's going to be possible that I can drive or at least see. I want to. I want to come and see an engine when that's done, and then when one of these cars is on the road, come and see one. It's a very. It's a very cool project, and I think it's. It fits in right now with all everything else that's going on in this sort of this space of cars of this sort of a value, where everyone's just building faster, more kind of automated, and that sort of lumping them all in one thing. But they're getting heavier and quicker and what's the point you, you drive it on a road so i've been banging on forever about saying I, I would love porsche or someone to make a gt3 that's or mclaren to make a car that's a thousand kilos 1100 kilos maybe even max 1200 kilos that's five six hundred horsepower but a manual gearbox and not tons of grip and it just seems at the moment everything is going the other way. It's like more grip, more power, more numbers, more everything. It's, I think it's quite cool that you've, you're taking, you're going back the other way again, going, let's get lighter, get the right engine in it, get the right driver experience. I think it's a cool, cool project. Yeah, I think there's a good reason why most of the, I've probably said this before, most of the modern cars, when you see them being tested, it's done on the track because they're just not really usable properly on the road yeah even so many cars i i drove the the new yaris gr have you come across yeah, that yeah yeah uh, i drove that last week and e- even that it's like it's i think it's about 1300 kilos 270 horsepower but it's set up for like a lot of grip and four-wheel drive and like you have to be going really quite silly to start yeah getting it to move around and do stuff. And you're like, well, this is considered like a small little hatchback nowadays. Whereas the modern supercars are just, I think a lot of people, a lot of people I know anyway, are just kind of going, they're all just blending into one and going, nah, not that interested in that and starting to look back at the things made in the past. Yeah, and I think they, they can get a lot of beauty and charm into them as well, which, you know, is not necessarily there in a modern hypercar or supercar. Mm. Yeah, because I guess if you're not worrying about it's going to set a Nürburgring time of blah, 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 you can focus more on, I want it to look like this because I think this will look good. Yeah, I mean, there's, if you look at your customers, which at the end of the day is the most important thing, there's probably half a percentage of your customers that are even going to go around the Nürburgring in a car or put a stopwatch on it. That's, yeah. They want to have fun. Yeah. And fun, I'm sure you know, like is not about necessarily the numbers or it's just about the feeling in the car. 
yes, yeah, it's, it's not necessarily what it does, it's how it does it. And, uh, you know, the, the feel of the car is really, really important. What are you going to do suspension-wise? I can't tell you yet. <laughs> okay. that it'll, it'll, it'll be quite traditional, but, but yeah. also quite modern. Okay, so it'll be completely like this and like this at the same time. We'll, we'll yeah, see. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds, it sounds like a cool thing. I, we, we had a little chat about it just after recording the last podcast. And yeah, my opinions haven't really changed. I just think it just sounds like a cool project. And I'm looking forward to seeing more when we can see more. Very good. But um, well, thanks for, thanks for coming on. Thanks for giving us a little insight into what you guys are, are getting up to, making some good use of this this downtime. Or I guess you're probably starting to open up now and getting. Yeah, we're, we're pretty much open. Yeah, getting more cars in and whatever servicing yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I think everyone's excited about the event starting up again. You know, in a couple of months' time, uh, which I think I hope they will. I think everyone's dying to see people and see cars and. And, and everything else that we'll be able to do. Yeah, absolutely. I keep looking at in, in my garage and just look at these paperweights and I'm getting yeah. really fed up. <laughs> There's nothing to stop you driving them. No, that's true. That's true. But I kind of want to go and vi- visit people and do the old track day and whatever. Yeah. But yeah. no. Cool. Well, thanks very much for coming on the okay. podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.